Hello, you are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I'm Esther and I'm here with Leo. Hi, I'm here. Soila. Hello. And our guest, Neelam Keshwala. Hey. Who I'm very, very excited to welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. You're a very polite, lovely person already. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about how to connect the change makers of today. Um, But before we get going... Let's start with celebrations and or frustrations. Soila, would you like to kick us off? I'm going to kick us off just by celebrating food, really. Um, yes. Today, I had literally three-course lunch or dinner. <laughs> How do you ever take three-course for my dinner? I had a starter, vegetable sushi, small nice. little pack, yeah, say no, thanks. Main, I had leftovers from last night, but I also fried a bit of extra veg. Mm. Delicious. And dessert, I had a vegan cupcake. Wow. Yeah. I feel content. And what were the leftovers, may I ask? Yeah, so the leftovers were a vegetarian microwave curry, and but there wasn't enough of it, so I was like, I've got to, you know, fill this up. And so I cooked carrots, mushrooms, broccoli, cauliflower, a bit of soy sauce, a bit of bouillon, whatever Ooh. you call it, that veg stock. Yeah. Gourmet! Mm, mwah, yeah, that was what I had. Delicious, yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm jealous of your meal prep, to be honest. Thank you. I've been trying to make True an adulting. effort. Yeah, but it's it's a struggle, you know. I think when you if you come in from home and you do anything else except cook dinner, game over. Absolutely. Like, if you go and sit down for ten minutes, it's like oh You're not getting back up. No. <laughs> Nothing good's gonna come from no. now. <laughs> so um so yeah, having the energy to do that is a it's it's one I'm trying to cultivate. And truly plant based. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Always vegetarian. Yeah. Some sometimes vegan, but we'll see how that goes. Well, the planet thanks you. Thank you to the planet. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't thank me for other things like driving a car. Oh, well. well. Small changes, big change. (laughs) (laughs) Leo? Uh, I have a frustration and a celebration. Yesterday I turned 32. That's it. Happy birthday to you. No. No. Okay. Well, we had a lovely harmony prepared, but fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was it. That's okay. the frustration and the celebration. Well, why birthdays are, you, are weird, so I get that. Why are you yeah. frustrating it? Exactly, Esther gets it. Well, frustrated because time inevitably is ticking and leading me gradually closer to my decline. Mm. And I see it every day in the wrinkles in my forehead and the grey hairs on my hair. You are still very youthful. Like, Thank you, Soiler. Yeah. Oh, little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your words. Um, yeah, yeah, you're wise... But youthful. What mm. a combo. What a combo. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, no, I went to the Barnes Wetland Centre and took photos. I uh, saw these on your yeah. Instagram yeah, and I saw many of an otter. Lots of an otter. <gasps> well, there are actually two otters. They're called Honey and Todd. Oh, and Honey and Todd. Honey has a contraceptive implant. What? what? Yeah. No honey, way. honey. What? Otter with a... Yeah. It's a bit advanced, isn't it? Wow. It is advanced, yeah, because you'd think, you know, because with cats you spay them, I guess because these are an endangered species, you don't want this to be permanent, you might want to make them mate <gasps> at some point. So they bone and everything, but she just doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> They're like boyfriend and girlfriend, or yeah. otter and otter friend. I, I don't wonder wanna, how you know. Honey and Todd came to that mutual decision. Wow. You know? Well, I hope it was Honey's decision. I think it I'm was sh- very much imposed by the... <laughs> by the wetland centre because they they don't they need to um also i'm not sure if otters or indeed other animals that are not humans have you know have made the link between having sex 
it as a straight couple and then having children. Such a good like point. it took humans a very long time to realize that there was like A plus B. Mm. We just don't know where otters are at. We don't know where otters are at in their under- understanding of biological proceeds, processes. Yeah. I feel like they're so clever. Otters. I do. Yeah. I'm yeah. convinced. Well, you know what? Like, Isn't it Hermione's Patronus in Harry Potter? So... Isn't has a stout? <laughs> Sorry? Is there a stout? A stout. What's a stout? <laughs> Another kind of... <laughs> no Did you say stout? Stout. Why not? If I got mixed between a beer and a... Stout. Stout. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! No, that's okay. Alking. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sorry about that. The Harry Potter generation. <laughs> We're in decline. Oh, God. So the the person who was feeding the otters would would chuck the bits of fish around, and Todd would pick it up and bring it to Honey, who's a little bit lazy. Oh yes, which is just so that sweet. And then she had some food, and then went for a nap. I just like that's me. <laughs> I'd happily watch that. All day. I'm talking like country file. I want a whole episode on it. I want to watch it 24-7. I know that's weird. Like Love Island. Like, no, Otter Island. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. They're I agree like with an you. Old, like, they're probably like an elderly couple, like they, oh, the stop. way that they act. Well, not that old because she's got that contraceptive oh, yeah, implant. That so <laughs> she's not menopausal. I don't know if otters have menopause. <laughs> it's something that I do not know about otters. We're going, we're going very far into yes. p- introducing Neelam, <laughs> our otter expert. <laughs> not at all. Um, what's your celebration or frustration? Um, do you know what? I was supposed to think about this when we were upstairs, sort of having a catch-up, mm. but I don't know. I guess my celebration, as sad as this sounds, no. is getting through the week and January. And that is an, a very worthwhile mm. and <laughs> celebratory celebration worth celebrating. <laughs> Has yeah. it been a particularly tough week for um, you? Well, no, not necessarily week. I just think I've been just a little bit... I don't know, my energy levels have been feeling quite low, mm-hmm. usual. Mm. January's hard. Mm. Really Mm. is. I know. And you do absolutely loads of wonderful things. So that's probably (laughs) right. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been like super paused. It's been super paused in January. So I'm just getting back into the swing of things. And I'm kind of glad that February's not too far away. It is my birthday on on Sunday. Happy birthday Um, to you. Do you want us all to start singing? No, thank you. Right, exactly. Finally get to our harmony. (laughs) Jeez, Leo. Well, my celebration was um, some customer support I received. My phone was stolen on Friday Mm -hmm. in the club on the dance floor. And it was a really fun night on for my best pal's birthday. I was amidst, I was doing some kind of bad salsa is how I describe it. Mm. And living my best life. I hate that phrase, but it's true. I was having a lovely time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then Mm. uh, lo and behold, this lovely angel behind me was like, excuse me, madam, your bag's open. And I was like, oh no. So I checked in it and back phone was gone and I don't think she was the culprit I didn't get that vibe from her mm. so then I was like oh no be quite bold for someone to nick your phone in the mirror yeah that's like the high level high <laughs> operating psychopath yeah. I think yeah if, if that know. was her but maybe then, it was yeah you would never you'd never you think never it was her. her you never know mm. no I read it and I was like thank you so much she'd be like thank you for your phone you <laughs> and then she turned around and went <laughs> thanks for the iPhone X thanks the, yeah exactly <laughs> I had the phone for two weeks, so that was pretty good. Um, but I've now got another one, so I'm back in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, prior to that, she didn't, the new one didn't work for like three days. And this really nice person from customer support at my phone network was like, finally got it fixed. By this point, though, you know, when you get to a point where you think nothing's possible anymore, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's never going to work. I'm never going to have a phone. I'm going to revert to the quill. <laughs> and um, I'm fine with it. And then, he, and then he was like, I fixed it. Yeah. And I was so surprised. I... 
threw I was on a landline and I threw my mobile phone on the floor oh and God. he just started like absolutely like killing himself laughing on the phone. He's like, I'm sorry, did you just throw your phone? And I just heard it drop and I didn't know what to do, so I sort of I started laughing and snorted really loudly <laughs> on the phone. Then he sort of starts laughing even more and I was like, This is such an ad for your phone network, customer service. Yeah. Not only have you fixed it, but here we are having the time of our lives. <laughs> Maybe recorded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be using this. Um, my phone was stolen as well, but I haven't quite got um got dealt with that. I haven't yet. dealt with it. I'm yeah, just using like a backup, but it's it's like the camera's shattered. Like oh. the Instagram doesn't really work, so I'm sort of like not back on you online. Just gotta, you know, go with the, go the times. Mm. Well, thanks for that, guys. So getting into our topic today, so we've got the wonderful Neelam Keshwala here with us tonight. So Neelam is a social entrepreneur who founded Don't Sleep On Us in 2018, inspired by black, Asian and minority ethnic creatives making change, yet feeling underestimated in other areas of work and society. She works full time for Startup Chorus, supporting grassroots activists in their campaigns and has been featured in Glamour and also Londonist. Mm -hmm. So, wow, in conclusion. <laughs> so welcome. As someone who's said that traditional networking events are essentially that, traditional, bit dead, mm. why do you think networking has those kind of negative connotations attached to it? And I guess how is Don't Sleep On Us challenging the status quo? Good question. I think Don't Sleep On Us is, well, what I try to brand it as is like it's a space that uplifts and inspires and a space where people of colour can learn from each other as well. But I've done it in a way that is really fun, really non-cliquey, really almost like a party atmosphere so that when you go in, it completely doesn't feel like a networking event. And actually, I don't even like using networking and if I do it's always in what's this called inverted commas. inverted commas yeah because it's anti-networking it's kind of like there's different ways of doing it and I think one of the reasons why I've found networking to be quite boring in the past is probably because they don't have that fun aspect they have organized fun which is great I like that organized meet up with this person and do this and I definitely integrate that into my events mm -hmm. but it's always been something that's quite corporate and that's quite formal and, oh, don't laugh too loudly and don't <laughs> say something absolutely absurd and it's not really considered to be a safe space. At least I don't think so. Maybe I've been going to the wrong networking <laughs> events so far. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that the way that Don't Sleep On Us was created from the start was to be a party first and then have some attributes that a networking event has, such as, like, talks and performances and stuff. But, I mean, there's a DJ blowing music and it's like, oh, wow. it's, it's completely, it's not. And there's no, like, branding of who it's been sponsored by, like, all over, like, the presentation because, A, it's not sponsored <laughs> and, B, it's for the people, by the people and that, I guess, plays a different part into how it's different from other networking events as well. It sounds wonderful. What have people who have gone to this event kind of said to you off the back of it? What have they got from it? So I always do a survey after every event and it seems to be growing quite a bit. I've done five events, the sixth one's coming up, and each time people will always say, oh, my God, I've never been to anything that's made me feel this inspired. And I had one response that said I came into the room and, like, it's like my mental health issues went out the window and I was just so wow. overwhelmed by how much of a... Um, welcoming space it was and I had one guy I did um, like a tech event like women of colour in tech 
and this guy was like that was the best event I've ever been to and it's just I'm almost like yeah whatever like leave it out mate but at the same time I think no take it (laughs) that sounds legit yeah no it's cool what do you think the key to its success is then because it sounds like you know five events you know that's still in its early phases of you know you're still learning but it sounds like it's definitely it's closed the gap it's doing something wonderfully well so what what's the key to that do you think what makes it work I think people I mean I'm, I'm always overwhelmed by the support of people but they buy into the speakers that are coming because usually they've they've seen it posted on their socials and they're like oh I want to go see that person speak and then they come for the full thing and they learn more about who I am and what I'm doing and I'm quite more bubbly than this I'd say I'm quite mellow today like I said (laughs) but I'm the host and stuff and so I think people really warm to me I still don't know why they send me nice messages and then they meet up with me for coffee and then I guess it's that like level of community that's been probably what one of the most measurable successes in terms of coming to support me regardless of who I've got speaking and then there's people that are coming to support the speakers that then come to learn about what Don't Sleep On Us is about mm. and what the values represent and that's being welcoming, not being cliquey like uh, some other spaces are mm-hmm. and and just everyone is able to talk so you can come up and take the mic and talk about anything that you want to talk about at any time and ask questions at any time and there is no stage per se because mm-hmm. it's not like the speakers have any other um, kind of like hierarchy over anyone else in the room you said there was a tech one do they all have so you know ahead of the time if you want to network in a specific sector Mm. then you go to that one yeah one of them was called how to get shit done one of them was called how to keep going so those were like sort of themed alongside those yeah those themes and then there was the women in tech so that was themed tech can be creative and then the previous one was called is your art form so that was about different forms of art so we had like a guitarist we had a photographer a guy who's one of my friends who's created an art college and is literally registered on company's house as a headmaster because of this incredible art college that he's created yeah his name is andre and he runs freedom and balance and then we also had creative designer person as well erin so it's really yeah and then the one that's coming up is it's called children of immigrants so it's going to be focusing a lot about communities that came over to the UK and how their second gen and third gen migrants have grown up with like dual identities of being British and being from a different background and what it's meant to navigate sort of a life where your parents or your grandparents came to the UK and you're sometimes othered but also feel can feel British in other times. And that's the 7th of February as well. Yeah, that's so coming that's, up. Yeah, that's on Friday the 7th and it's at Rich Mix. In Bethnal Green, big fan of the Rich Mix, always <laughs> a wonderful array. They are great, they're really, really great. So good. Well, it sounds like you yourself are very much a change maker. To set anything up on your own, it takes a real leap of faith mm. and is exceptionally hard to do. So I guess what inspired you to do your own thing your way? I spent a lot of time following people that really inspired me on Instagram who happened to be women of colour, so Mm -hmm. black women, Asian women and other minority backgrounds. And I've been doing events um, at school for a long time. I'm also the events coordinator at high school, events coordinator at college, and all the charity events went through me, so like Comic Relief and those big ones. And then we'd we'd organise events to fundraise in the college. And then after I left uni, I just wanted to do another event and everything came together through Instagram. So I just kept like messaging people and being like, do you want to get involved in this thing? And obviously everyone said yes, because that's the nature of this community. And, And then it carried on because people were like, that was amazing and we won another one. And so 
I think the catalyst of Don't Sleep On Us was like, what Don't Sleep On Us means is don't underestimate us. Mm. And that was actually something that I wrote in my diary the night before I thought of the name. And then I was like, oh, actually, I said actually don't sleep on me because I was like frustrated about something, I think like a job or something. And then it turned into Don't Sleep On Us. But essentially, it's a message to, I guess, the system and corporates and just society that this is a large chunk of society that you have to make sure that they are not undermined and they are well represented. We are well represented and accredited in society. Otherwise, yeah, you're missing out. And actually what Don't Sleep On Us does is allows people to be their own support system and their own inspiration and to create their own ecosystems and their own communities so that then that confidence is built within and then eventually they can be in leadership positions and bring others up with them and then diversity and inclusion will be a thing of the past and it won't even need to be something that exists. And so I think that's sort of like my northern start, what guides me. That sounds absolutely wonderful. What a northern star. It sounds like you're absolutely on, on the way, you know? So, and also definitely doing networking differently. I don't know about you guys. Positive, negative networking experiences? I actually just came... I signed up to do mentoring with Arts Emergency, which is a charity, and I just came from an event. Now that I've named it, I can't badmouth it. It was actually quite <laughs> quite cosy. I liked it. It wasn't really networking because we have our position already spelled out, but I went to a work event with my partner... Just before Christmas, oh yeah, election night. Jeez, okay. Oh wow, well, that not, already was not a merry never, night never for the party idea. that I was at. <laughs> it was very much a, a one one politics room, and yeah, that I found really tough. One because of loud music, where I have trouble hearing people if there are a lot of people talking, or if like there's music in the background and the acoustics aren't good. Like pubs, I just I'm just like I give up. Like there's no point trying to have a conversation in a pub for me. I just don't. I just oh, wow. don't do it. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have a problem with my hearing. It might be have got worse since I started drumming. Who knows? But it, it's just it's just tricky. So I need like clear sound. And <laughs> yes, who knows? But the other thing is at this event, like just as I was leaving, there was someone who was at that other party who came up to me and she knows my partner through work. And I was just so awkward. I was mm. like, oh yes, you're Ellie's friend when when it was like a work relationship and I knew it but I just didn't know how to term it and I didn't want to like make her feel less special so it was just like very awkward I felt awkward she was probably fine but I'm just not good at those sort of sorts of confrontations but what I am good at is once I found common ground is I tend to get very interested in other people very quickly but it means I can't really do small talk I go straight for like the crux issues I'll ask about Brexit their relationship to their children or oh, yeah. like, I don't know I just really go for it like there was someone who's good to connect well well I find something they really license. care about and inevitably it's going to be pets and children and I just get them or like their yeah. job in some circumstances and just listen and mm. I just really enjoy that but it just means that all of the stuff like how how are you just goes out the window which is yeah. often how you kind of connect but then I think it's just weird having an agenda that's what I always worry about I always feel like I'm going to come across as like disingenuous Denise sorry Denise is but you know where I'll be like oh they know that I don't just want to know like how their mum is yeah and that's probably okay even if the event is enabling a conversation that's not about just how their mum is yeah. I'm like oh but it, it seems like I don't just want to get to know them so therefore mm. that the interaction won't be genuine which is just I know it's irrational but I think it kind of 
It's very rational. But if, mm. if the energy is good through that babbling on and talking about more meaningful things, then like then you feel comfortable. Then you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it will probably go further anyway because exactly. that will that will lead to a connection. I always say in every opportunity is a networking opportunity. Like I've got jobs on flights and and spoken to people in, in toilets and and those connections have been really really God, meaningful. No, because <laughs> and all it is is showing vulnerability, and yeah. I think that yeah. that is sure. at is networking that is how to show the other person that you're on a level yeah i think it's the sheen that i can't cope with you're right vulnerability i'm fine with and i want other people to be vulnerable around me and i find it difficult when they're not it's like where is the light gonna get yeah in here? you can't tell yeah. you can't even tell who they are it's exactly. like come out and say that you almost got run over and you know just come out and say it because you can tell that you're obviously flustered and i can see that there's a there's road accident right. yeah. if they've been run over <laughs> <laughs> Let's connect on that. <laughs> then we'll talk about work. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're rapidly running out of time, I'm afraid. Oh, that was so quick. Flies mm. by, doesn't it? <laughs> and my so time management's quick. poor. <laughs> well, thank you so so much for joining us, Neela. Thanks it's been for a pleasure me. to have you. Thank you. The next Don't Sleep on Us event is in just a couple of weeks' time on Friday, the seventh of February. So grab a ticket while you can. That's the Children of Immigrants event, which is there's a link in your bio, mm-hmm. so you can follow Neelam on at the Neelam Show and at Don't Sleep on Us underscore. Mm-hmm. That's it for this one. Thank you, listeners. We've been very loose women. Thank you, Leo and Soyla. Thanks, John and Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM for engineering and hosting us you can listen to all our episodes on ACAST, spotify apple pods and google and follow us on vlw radio sure <laughs> until next time goodbye